many of you have been enjoying the series that we have been doing? Tina, all the way. She came from the United States to be with us this morning. Amen. Thank you so much, Tina. You're looking as young as ever. I think she's living now in Cuba, if I've got my story right. So you came all the way from Cuba. Thank you so much. Great to have you with us. And yes, we have been talking about what's love got to do with it. That's a song that Tina Turner sang. Actually, Tina, I'm sorry to disappoint you, but love has got everything to do with it. Can you say amen? And you said that love is a second-hand emotion. Uh, actually, it's not a second-hand emotion. Amen. And how many of you know that last week we spoke about certain things, and I spoke to you about how it is that we were created by God to do life together. How many of you remember last week I spoke about how we were created to do by God to do life together? together, all right? And also, can we get that slide up there? Is it up there? All right. And then also, in some way or other, we said that doing life together involves relationships. How many of you know it's all about relationships? Amen. And then I also said to you that relationships actually flow out of a love relationship that you have with God. Amen. How many of you remember that last week? All right. Spoke a little bit about this. And I said to you that this is what Jesus said when the lawyer came and wanted to try and test him. Jesus said, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind. And he said, uh, this is the first and it is the great commandment. Amen. And so God's formula, which is a healthy formula for relationships to flourish, really is You've got to love God. You have to love yourself. I have to love myself. And then out of that, I have to love others. Remember that I said that last week? Amen. And I also said that it means loving God with all your heart, loving God with all your soul. We spoke about the area of the soul. Uh, it's, it involves loving God with all your mind, amen, all of your intellect, your thoughts, the ability to imagine, the ability to have ideas, and then it means loving God with all your strength, amen. And then I concluded by saying that when you have a love relationship with God, you have the power to love others purposely. Can I say that again? When you have, when you have a real tangible love relationship with God, that empowers you to love others intentionally and purposely. Can I get an amen? And I said to you that if we are declaring that this is going to be a limitless 2019, all right, we're going to have to get our relationships sorted out because more than God wanting to give us things, and He don't mind giving us things. 
He don't mind blessing you, amen? But more than God giving us things, God is more interested in our relationship with Him and our relationship with others, amen? And I said to you that our vision is what? Reaping everything Jesus accomplished for the glory of God. That's our vision, all right? And I said to you that we are like Joshua's. We are here to take everybody across the River Jordan and into the land that flows with milk and honey. And that is reaping everything. That's the Old Testament shadow or the Old Testament-like type. Amen. Going into our Canaan land that flows with milk and honey. That's reaping everything that Jesus accomplished for the glory of God. How do we do this? We do this simply by reach. What is reach? Knowing God. We do it by activate. What is activate? Finding freedom. We do it by, I mean, establishing. Activate is discovering our purpose. Amen. And then we do it by plant, which is what? Making a difference. That's really all it is. And if we can get a handle on that vision, if we can be one in one mind, one purpose with our vision, let me tell you, there is nothing that we will not be able to accomplish in this day and age for our city, for this church, for the glory of God. Can you say amen? So today I want to speak about the second part of what Jesus spoke. And in Matthew 22 and verse 39, Jesus said that you shall love uh, your neighbor as yourself. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. But before I speak about neighbors, and we're going to do that next week, I'd like to spend a bit of time about loving myself. Cause if you like the way you look that much Oh baby, you should go and love yourself Cause if you like the way you look that much Oh baby, you should go and love yourself Alright, give yourself a bit of a squeeze right now Come on, come on, come on Now I'm not talking about loving your old sinful self I'm not talking about the old person, the old in Adam that's self-conceited and self-centered and full of pride and full of rebellion and full of hatred and full of anger and full of resentment and on and on. I'm not talking about that. So Justin Bieber, I don't know what you're talking about, but I'm talking about loving the new person that's in Christ. Can you say amen? amen. Hallelujah. So I want you to understand that we're not talking about loving our sinful nature, all right? We're talking about loving the new you that's been created in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Can you say amen? I like what Jesus said the one time in Matthew 16, verse 24. He said to his disciples, if anyone desires to come after me, let him or her deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. And I, I don't know if you remember, but last year I preached on this and I had a cross and I had certain things up there on the cross. And I asked you, I said, what does it mean to deny yourself? Does it mean that you, uh, you know, 
you, you to deny yourself means that you become the worm of the earth. You are the scum of the earth, and you're just a nobody, and you just need to shrivel up and die in some corner because you are denying yourself. No, it does not mean that. Rather, it means to deny your old sinful self. It means to deny a self that is away from God, a self that is without God. Amen? And in turn, what do we do? We affirm the new self that we have in Christ Jesus. Can you say amen? I want to just say this, that it's very important for you and I to have the ability to love ourself, which is based on your ability to receive God's love. Let me say this one more time. The ability to love yourself is actually based on your ability to receive God's love. And it's important for us to know, family, that it was God that first reached out to us and initiated His love relationship with us. The Bible says in 1 John 4, 19, it says that we love Him, not because I first loved Him, but because He first loved us. I'll never forget when I was sitting in the embassy theater on the 14th of November, 1982, that when I felt wave after wave after wave of God's love, I was, I was asking myself, I don't deserve this love. I don't, it's this, I, I, I'm not worthy of this love. And as soon as I thought that another wave of God's love crashed upon my life, upon the shores of my heart, until I was completely overwhelmed and I learned to receive God's love. With all of my weaknesses, with all of my failures, I learned to receive God's love, His unconditional love for me. And when I was able to receive God's love for me, I was able to love me. Hallelujah. So it's very important that it's based on your ability to receive God's love. A lot of people cannot love themselves. You know why? They find it hard to receive God's love. Listen, God's love is unconditional love. It's not based because you polished your shoes this morning or because you baked a cake for your husband last night. God's love for you is unconditional. And if you find it hard to receive God's love for you, then you will find it hard to love yourself. Can I get an amen? So loving yourself the way God loves you means that you get to know yourself. And if you know yourself, it means that you can accept yourself. And if you can accept yourself, you can be yourself. Would you look at somebody and tell them, just be yourself. You see, you can't be yourself if you don't know yourself. And you can't know yourself until you accept yourself. And you can't accept yourself until you be yourself. But all of that is based on how you are well able to receive God's love for you. Can I get an amen this morning? Loving yourself the way God loves you. I'm going to talk on three things this morning, very short and sweet. But loving yourself the way God loves you enables you to do three things. Number one, 
It enables you to accept and believe that you are unique. I need you to get a hold of this this morning because there's a lot of people that are trying to replicate and be somebody else and you're trying to be a Justin Bieber or a, maybe a Tina Turner. I'm just throwing those names out. But, but you are unique. You have to accept and believe that you are unique. In other words, a right self-image is seeing yourself the way God designed you to be. And then being confident enough to accept this. Hallelujah. I see myself the way God made me. I've, I've been made in His image. And when I see that I am confident enough to embrace the way God has made me, a wrong image would be accepting what other people think about you based on your achievements or non-achievements, based on the way that you look, based on your color, based on the suits or dresses that you wear, but based on the cars that you drive, that's a wrong image, all right? I need you to understand that. David said in Psalm 139, verse 13, he said, Lord, you formed my inward parts. You covered me in my mother's womb, and I will praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Would you look at somebody right now and tell them, you are fearfully and wonderfully made. Come on, I need to hear that from you right across the campuses. Some of you right there are finding it difficult to actually vocalize that. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. In order for you to be able to love yourself, you have to accept and believe that you are unique. Hallelujah. Can I get an amen? God made you, and you are one of a kind. And for some of us, we're thanking God that you're just, there's just one Cyril. There's just one John Torrance. There's just one Brother Vasu. There's just one Clayton, right? But it's not a negative thing. It's that when God made you, he broke the mold. There is nobody else like you. Hallelujah. Nobody else that has your fingerprint. Nobody else that has your voice print. Nobody else that has your beautiful profile. Beautiful nose that you have. I might have a Roman nose or whatever kind of a nose, but it's a beautiful nose that was given to me by God. Hallelujah. Can you say praise the Lord? Nobody else that has your characteristical traits. Nobody else that has your quirkiness. Nobody else that has your idiosyncrasies. There is nobody else like you. Hallelujah. And nobody that can do what only you can do because of your uniqueness. Look at somebody and tell them, I'm one of a kind, man. Come on, turn around, find somebody and tell them, I'm one of a kind, man. Come on, I'm one of a kind. I need you to accept ownership of who you are. I need you this morning to believe and accept that you are unique, hallelujah. I don't care if you're four foot, if you're five foot, if you're seven foot. You are one of a kind, and you are unique, created by God. <laughs> hallelujah. Not only do we accept and believe that we are unique, but number two, I need to accept and believe that I am valuable, Brother Sam, you are valuable, hallelujah. 
Brother Seth sitting there, you are valuable. Every single person is valuable. What does that mean? That means I have self-worth. Come on, look at somebody and tell them I have self, I have self-worth. Don't look at me in that way. I have self-worth. Why? Because of what I achieved? Because I got a PhD? Because I drive a BMW? No, because you were made in the image of God. And because you were made in the image of God, you have self-worth. You were chosen before the foundation of the earth. And I'm here to tell you in Phoenix, Hillcrest, Galway, those of you live streaming, whatever country you're from, you are important to God. In fact, you are so important to God that God loves you just as much as he loved his son, Jesus. Can I say that one more time? God the Father loves you just as much as he loves Jesus. He doesn't love you any less or any more. The same love that the Father has for his only begotten son while you were in your mother's womb, that same love was given to you. Hallelujah. And every human being born in this world is loved by God. That's why every person matters to God. And if they matter to God, they ought to matter to us as well. Can you say praise the Lord? Hallelujah. Does it mean that you don't have flaws? No, of course you have flaws. But it means that in spite of your flaws, in spite of your weaknesses, in spite of our inconsistencies, we are still valuable. And if you are valuable, the way that you love yourself means that you speak encouraging words to yourself. Stop waiting for somebody to come and encourage you. I said, stop waiting for somebody to come and encourage you. If they do, that's great. If they don't, you have to encourage yourself. When David got to Ziglag and everything was burnt and everything was down to the ground and everything was broken, they took the wives and the children, his own leadership began turning on David. He couldn't even have some of his Leaders encourage him. David had to get alone with God and say, God, I know that I'm valuable. I know that I'm unique. I know that you anointed me to be the king of Israel. I know that you put giftings and talents on the inside of me. And because I'm valuable, I'm going to speak to myself. I'm going to encourage myself. I'm going to be kind to myself. I'm going to be patient to myself. Hallelujah. Can you say praise the Lord? You are valuable, not because people believe in you, but because God himself believes in you. Hallelujah. What did the angel of the Lord say to Gideon in Judges 6 and 12? The, the Bible says, and the angel of the Lord appeared to Gideon and said to him, oh, you worm of the earth, you have completely disappointed us. I'm here to tell you that you are an embarrassment to us. Is that what the Bible says? The Bible says the Lord, he said, the angel said, hey, hey, Gideon, Gideon, put your chin up, put your shoulders back. I'm here to tell you that the Lord is with you, you mighty man of valor. I can just imagine Gideon going, are, are, are you talking to me? Nobody, well, there's nobody else in the room, Gideon, you know, unless there is a spirit or something. No, of course I'm speaking to you. 
And how did Gideon reply? He said, oh, my Lord, if the Lord is with us, why then has all this happened? And where are all his miracles? Did not the Lord bring us out of Egypt? But now the Lord has forsaken us and delivered us into the enemy's hands. And the Lord said to him, go in the smite of yours and you shall save Israel. And verse 15, he carries on whining. He says, oh, my Lord, how can I save Israel? Indeed, my clan is the weakest in Manasseh, and I am the least in my father's house. I mean, Gideon had no self-worth whatsoever. And he had no self-worth because he didn't believe in himself, and he didn't believe that God believed in him. But the angel of the Lord came and said, I'm here to tell you that God believes in you. And I'm here this morning to tell somebody that God believes in you. Don't matter what other people are saying. It don't matter whether other people believe in you or not. That's just the cherry on top of the cake. How many of you know you can still eat the cake without the cherries? The important thing to know is that God believes in you. I'm here to tell you God believes in you. When nobody else believes in you, God believes in you. And that's all that you ever need. Hallelujah. Can you say praise the Lord? Wonderful Jesus. So accept and believe that you are unique. Accept and believe that you are valuable. You're valuable this morning. You're valuable this morning. I feel like God's just doing something deep in some, in some people's hearts this morning that I just need to stay there and camp there a little bit. You are valuable because he believes in you. And then number three, that you need to accept and believe that you are worth investing in. You are worth investing in. If that was not the case, God the Father would have said, whoa, hold in a moment, Jesus. They're not worth investing in. Please do not go back down there and redeem them to me. They're not worth, but because he sent his only begotten son and royal sinless blood was shed for you and I, that tells us we are worth investing in. If God sought it fit to invest in us, how much more you and I invest in ourselves? Can I get an amen? So you need to learn. We need to learn to invest in our own uniqueness. Like I said, you're not a carbon copy of somebody else. God made you, broke the mold. Hallelujah. Which means you can't be somebody else. You can only be you. You can only be you. Amen. And the best you can be is when you are just you. Hallelujah. So invest in what? Invest in your talents. Invest in your abilities. Invest in your giftings. Invest in your personal growth and your development, whether it be spiritual, whether it be intellectually, whether it be mentally. Hallelujah. I remember when I started to play drums for the church way back in the early days. And I couldn't read drum music, and then it got to a place very quickly where, you know, the songs and all of that, I just couldn't quite get the whatever it was that I needed to get, and I knew that I'd reached my ceiling. So what did I do? I began to invest in myself. Did I have the time? No, I made time. I was doing my internship at the bottom end of Smith Street, and what I would do in my break, I would run all the way to the top end of Smith Street because that's where my drum lesson was, and then I would run all the way back just to make it in time to continue to continue doing my work. 
But I invested in myself, going to read drum music, practicing. Why? Because I wanted to be a better version of myself. And then when I had to do the army after I finished my six months of training in basic, they put me back in Durban. And guess what? Hallelujah. Lunch times, when it was my lunch time, I would make my way to the drum place with my army uniform and my boots, and I would practice playing the drums. Hallelujah. Why? Because it was a privilege for me to be able to use the gifting and talent that God had placed on the inside of me. And every time I played on a Sunday, I wasn't playing for anybody else. I wasn't doing it for anybody else. I was doing it for God Almighty. And I was investing in myself so that I could be the best version of me, enabled by God's grace and by God's power. Can I say amen? Can you say amen this morning? Let me tell you that God wants you to be the best possible version of you through His enabling power and might. And so that means investing in your God-given thoughts, investing in your imaginations, investing in the dreams that God gives you. Those dreams are given to you by God, hallelujah. And when you invest in those dreams and those ideas, what are you doing? You are fueling and feeding your God-given potential. God doesn't give you dreams so that they can just lie there, and then one day when you get to heaven, oh, that was a nice dream. It would have been good if it could have been fulfilled sometime in my life. He gives you those dreams so that you can achieve and fulfill those dreams. Can I get an amen this morning? Hallelujah. Amen. You got to accept and believe that you are valuable this morning. You got to accept and believe that you are unique this morning. And you have to accept and believe that you are worth investing in. Let me just end by saying God has a far bigger and far greater purpose for your life than you ever imagined. Can I say that one more time? God has a far bigger and a far greater purpose for your life, for your life, than you ever imagined. Every head bowed, every eye closed this morning. Heavenly Father, I want to thank you for your presence here today. Jesus, this is not about loving our old self this is not about loving us the way the world loves, the way Hollywood loves. This is not loving my bitter self, my resentful self, my hateful self. This is about loving the new person that I am in Christ. Made in the image of God, endowed with giftings and talents and abilities. And Lord, the ability to love myself is based on the ability to receive your love for me. I know that there are many, God, who struggle to receive your love for them. For whatever reason this morning, for whatever reason this morning, God, I come against generational curses. I come against things that have been spoken, things that happened to us when we were little boys and girls. Things in our schooling environment, things in our family environment, words that were spoken, things that were done, God, in the name of Jesus, that have stopped us from being able to receive your love for us.
I pray right now over these campuses, God, that you would begin to move upon the hearts and minds of men and women. Oh, my God, that we would love you with all of our hearts, but then we would begin to love ourselves the way that you love us. Out of that love relationship, God, a love that says, I am valuable, I am unique, that I am somebody, that, Lord, I can make a difference, that I have a God-given purpose. My God, that we're not floating around aimlessly in this life. In the mighty name of Jesus, come on, would you just lift your hands right now, right across the campuses? Just right now, I feel like some of you ought to just receive that love. I feel like God's love is right there. All you got to do is just open your heart. All you need to do is just receive that love. Just open your heart. Receive God's love for you. Come on. For some of you, I think he's, I believe he's opening your eyes to see yourself in a different way. You have a distorted image because of what people have said about you. That's the wrong image, brother. That's the wrong image, my sister. It don't matter what people say about you. It don't matter what appearance they make about you. What matters is that you have a right image given to you by God. You are made in the image of God. It's got nothing to do with your culture, your background, your education. It's got to do with God. Whilst you were in your mother's womb, formed you and fashioned you. And David said, I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Lord, I pray that this would be a revelation to people. Oh, my God, my God, my God, my God. We, we know the enemy wants to distort that image. We know the enemy wants to twist that image. We know the enemy wants to pervert that image. I come against inferiority complexes. My God, that we were always told we're nothing. We were a mistake. We were an accident. I cancel those words this morning. In the mighty name of Jesus, this morning I thank you, Lord, for the ability to receive your love for us. And out of that love relationship that we are able to love ourselves in Jesus' mighty name. Now, with every head bowed, every eye closed this morning, I, I don't know about you, but I feel the love of God in this place. And right now, that love is coming to you in all these different campuses. And my question to you is, what will you do with God's love? I know one thing, that as God's people, we were created to be loved. There is a desire inherently in us that wants to be liked. We want to be accepted. We want to be loved. Come on. And this morning, if nobody else will love you, I'm here to tell you that God the Father will love you. And He loves you unconditionally. You say, whoa, you don't know some of the stuff that I've been through. You don't know some of the things that I've been involved in. I'm telling you this morning that He loves you unconditionally. And my question to you this morning is, what will you do with that love? The hardest thing would be to turn your back on that love. The easiest thing, the easiest thing would be to just 
open your heart and just be overwhelmed by his love. And God will do the rest. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. You don't have to go to rehab. You don't have to go to the AA. You don't have to go and clean yourself up. God will do it for you. That's the miracle of all miracles. So right now, with every head bowed, every eye closed, I want to pray for you right across the campuses. Another, I know that there are many that are saying, John, man, I'm ready right now. I'm ready to receive God's love, irrespective of what I've said and done. I'm here this morning. I'm here today watching by way of live stream, and I'm ready to respond. And if that's you, I want to pray for you right now, wherever you are. Just go ahead and lift your hand up high. Go ahead right now. God bless you. God bless you. Just lift your hand up high. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Anybody else? Lift your hand up high. God bless you. You know what I'd like to do? I'd like to do something a little bit different today. Those of you that have your hands raised, I'm just feeling like to do this this morning, and I don't want to embarrass you, but I'd like to pray for you. And I want you to quickly get up out of your seats. And would you have the guts to walk down the aisle and come and stand with me in the front? Would you do that? Would you do that right now? Don't be shy. You put your hand up. Come on. Somebody can walk with you. Somebody can hold you by the hand. But would you come this morning right across the campus? Just get up out of your seat and come. Come on. Come. Come this morning. Come this morning. Come to the front. Come to the Father. He loves you this morning. Wherever you are, whoever you are, just jump up to your seat and come to the front this morning. Wonderful. Wonderful. That's right. Come on. Come on. Just come. Just come. Just come. Just come. Just come. In the various campuses, just come this morning. Come on, everybody. Let's clap for them. Come on. Let's rejoice. Let's rejoice. Let's rejoice. That's right. Keep clapping. Keep clapping. Right across the campuses. There's more coming. Come on, that's right. Come. 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 I'm washed in the blood. The blood of the Lamb. You paid up my debt. That's right. There's more. Keep clapping. Come on. Come on, put your hands together right now. Come on, come on, come on. I am forgiven. I am set free. Hallelujah. Right across the campus, just come to the front. That's right. Praise the Lord. Isn't that amazing? Now, right across the campuses, those of you that are at the front here, I want you to help them in this prayer. Can we all pray this prayer together? All right, in Phoenix, in Hillcrest, Galloway, right here. If you're watching by way of live stream, join in. All right, say these words after me. Heavenly Father, I come to you today in Jesus' name. Just as I am with all of my faults, all of my failures, and all of my sin. 
And I ask you for forgiveness. This morning I open my heart and I accept your love. Thank you for loving me so much that when everybody else gave up on me, you didn't, but you love me and you forgive me. And I say yes to you. Jesus, with my heart I believe and with my mouth I confess that you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. I receive eternal life, the forgiveness of all of my sins, and I'll never be the same. In Jesus' mighty name, amen and amen. We're going to hand back to Hillcrest and Phoenix and Galway. Come on, let's put our hands together. Don't forget tonight. Three th uh, this afternoon, 3.30. Amen. Praise the Lord. Would you just stretch your hands out towards these folks right now? The presence of God is just so strong. There are people that are weeping here today. I just want some of the elders and pastors and lay pastors, just come right now. Can you pray? Can, just come and pray for some people. Just come and love some of these folk right now. Come on. Come on. Come on, that's right. Come on, stretch your hands out, family. Stretch. Some people have never felt the love of God like they're feeling it today. Maybe you're accustomed to the love of God, but I can tell you that there are some that have never felt this love. And this love is a real love. It's a tangible love. I want us just to linger a little bit in this love. I love you, I love you, I love I love you, I love you, I love you I love you, I love you, I love And my heart
everybody stand up this morning. I don't know about you, but I feel the presence of the Lord. Would you be so kind as just to put your hand on the person's shoulder on either side of you? And let's just pray for one another. Can we do that? Come on. Come on. Let's pray for one another right now. Pray for one another right now. Come on, that's right. Pray for one another right now. Father, Jesus, thank you, Lord, for your presence. Thank you for your presence. Thank you for your presence. Thank you, Lord, for our ability to love you, to receive your love, that out of that love we would love ourselves. Come on, I, I believe God's healing some people right now. You've been lovesick, unable to love yourself. Unable to love yourself. Lord, I thank you right now. Touch, heal emotionally. Thank you for the ability of loving ourselves the way that you love us, the way that you made us, the way that we were created in your image. I declare every person made whole. I declare every person made whole in terms of their image. I declare, Lord, every person able to accept and believe that they are unique. To accept and believe that they are valuable. To accept and believe that they are worth investing in. In the mighty name of Jesus. And everybody said, Amen. Would you give yourself a bit of a squeeze? Amen. How many of you feel a whole lot better this morning? All right. Praise the Lord.